No energy? Always fatigued? Has your got up and go got up and went? Primrose Leafs Pro Max 365 helps to produce natural energy, increase endurance and stamina, improve performance during exercise, reduce pain from fibromyalgia, and is excellent for cardiovascular support. A doctor-designed, deliciously berry-flavored formula that's great for ages 18 to 99. Order Pro Max 365 and get the natural energy you've always wanted. Call 844-376-0007. Refuel daily with Pro Max 365 and get your life back. My guest today has just the country music flair we've all come to love and appreciate in the tradition of great country music. This singer-songwriter likened to Vince Gill for his tenor appeal has made a great impact on the country music scene with his incredible talent, dynamic personality, and hypnotic voice. While born and raised in Houston, Texas, Carl Ray highlighted the major stage as a young person while opening the stage for The Spinners, B.B. King, Teddy Pendergrass, and Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Well, he was soon discovered by reggae international artist Johnny Nash. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Johnny Nash. And it was Ray's relationship with Nash that led this young prodigy and developed his love for country music. Carl Ray eventually penned songs for Nash on Epic and London Records. And today, we're here to celebrate Christmas with Carl Ray's new single, Mary's Very First Christmas, and to highlight Carl Ray's black country music radio playlist. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome my friend and the voice that reaches the very depths of your heart, country music artist, Carl Ray. Welcome friend. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. How gracious, how gracious, man. I just love you. You know how I feel about you. I know I'm brother. <laughs> so honored. I'm so honored to even be here on your show again. It's been a while, but I miss you, man. And I'm always praying for you and watching you. And so uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Man, I appreciate I appreciate those kind <laughs> words there, friend, because uh, you know, I'm always we're always going back and forth on social media yeah. and I'm so happy to have you back on the show. You you're right, it has been a while, but man, we're coming into the holiday season and you have oh. a brand new Christmas single. Um Mary's very first Christmas. Just just the the title really piqued my interest because I never thought about looking at it from Mary's point of view. So why did you decide to uh, record it? Well, actually, I was in Nashville, and uh, I write with these great guys, group of guys, and we were just finishing up a, a, a record, um, a new song we had written. And, uh, and so we were sitting around just chopping it up a little bit, and they said, well, Carl, you know, Christmas is coming. And I said, yeah. And they said, have you uh, done a Christmas record? And I said, you know what? Unfortunately, I've never done a Christmas record. And so we got all excited. And um, they said, well, we got the perfect song for you. And they played this song. And I said, what? Let's do it. And then we thought about making it somewhat different than the traditional uh, song. Uh, and they had cut this song before, by the way, on another artist. And so I said, you know, I really want to do something different with this song. I'd love to do it as a duet. That's the way I would like to do it. And they say, okay, that's interesting. Who do you think would do it with you? I said, well, let me see. I've done a song with Run the Vincent, the old rugged cross. I've, I've done a duet with um, David Ball. And so on this one, I wanted a female. And I thought about a friend of mine named Kenzie Rose. 
And Kenzie is most known for her, uh, her uh, stint on season 21 of The Voice. And she has this awesome uh, presence. She has this sultry voice, pure country. And more importantly, she is, she's really a, just an angel. Next, you know, she, she is an angel, okay. And, and she probably has wings, you know, somewhere, but she's got the halo, uh, but she is an awesome singer. And I called Kenzie, I said, listen, Kenzie, we've got this song that we're gonna do for Christmas, and I'd love for you to do this song with me. And she says, I'm all in. So really, that's how it began, and we started pulling things together very quickly. One thing led to another, and then we, we, we nailed it. And so uh, it was released uh, to radio uh, this past uh, week. It hits the online, uh, it's, it's all, it's online, uh, anywhere where you can buy music online right now. And so we're excited about it. And now the work starts happening with PR promotions. Here we are today. And that's what we're here going to, that's what we're here to do is to promote that amazing song. Well, you know what, Carl, it's funny because I went back and I watched Kenzie Rose's, uh, audition for the voice. Yeah. What surprised me the most was that it was John Legend that turned around first. Yeah. And I'm See? thinking, Blake, why are you sitting there waiting so long before you turn around? And I was shocked that John turned around. And the moment, I swear, if she even sang five words, he was already turned around. He knew she had it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so I think what happened originally um, was Kelly hit this button that, that uh, prevents anyone from uh, taking her. <laughs> and she, she, blocked, she blocked them all, right? So even though they turned, she had already blocked them. But she said, I want this girl. And so she joined Kelly's team right away. And then you start seeing the interaction with Blake saying, oh, she, Kelly blocked me. Kelly blocked me. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, all the antics going back and forth. And, uh, but I was just really humbled uh, by what I saw with respect to uh, Kenzie because knowing Kenzie and seeing her in Nashville and seeing her sing, she's always been an incredible singer. But, you know, uh, for whatever reason, she never really got her her break, and that was that was really the world's opportunity to see this great human being, this great singer, and um, and she she killed it. And um, you know, uh, I think sometimes on those shows, there's so much competition that if you're not really blowing things out of the water like a Carrie Underwood, or you know, if you're not that kind of vocalist, you don't always get the attention. But when you are a great singer, great talent. Sometimes you get lost in the in the, in the shuffle there. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but. But she's a she's a great she's a great singer. And Mary's verse Christmas to answer your question, you know, I thought about that too in terms of you know here's this here's this young girl who the angels came and said, hey, you're going to be with child, and you know that in itself, all of that was probably confusing. But for her to give birth to this baby who uh, came to to restore us uh, and make us whole again as as human and connect us back to our maker, for her, it had to be an incredible Christmas gift in her very first Christmas, you know, and so that song was written from that perspective, and it was designed to really talk about the true message of Christmas, so in the midst of while we're getting 
toys and candy and we're jumping around the fireplace and drinking tea and, and hot chocolate that we remember why we celebrate, you know, the, the meaning of Christmas. You know, you, you put the thought in my head as you were explaining the song <clears throat> that trying to, to, to put ourselves in, in Mary's shoes Whew. and where the angel of the Lord said, you know, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be given birth. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and, and you're going to be with child. And you know, here she is. She delivered the Son of God, and at that very moment, that's when Christ became Christmas. Amen, brother. That's the, <laughs> and, and, amen. And you know, and over the years, like we do as people, we we kind of embellished it and and added our flavors, a little salt, pepper, <laughs> little candy cane, and a little, you know, all that. But it's still, at the end of the day, his birthday. And so what I say to people who sometimes get upset about not getting their favorite bicycle or their, oh, I didn't get the diamond that he promised me for Christmas, <laughs> just remember, it's not your birthday anyway. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, it, it's that is very, very true. And, and especially in today's time, um, you know, you know, you, we've seen the argument come out for the last few years where people got tired of being politically correct and saying happy holidays and which I appreciate because now when it's holiday season, we're even for us, it's, it's Merry Christmas because yeah, yeah. it may be the only time somebody hears the word Christ in the Christ. holiday season. And it's up to us to voice that even as a greeting to people, but I'm surprised for you because you have never done a full length Christmas album with your I, voice. I've you? never, I've, I've never. And it, <laughs> and you know, it was, it was almost like I, I couldn't even form my lips to say I'd never done one. <laughs> yeah, I've done gospel, I've done gospel, but you know, it's, and I just, you know, I just started uh, rethinking and it was a reset for me too. And so it was, for me, it was refreshing because I find myself telling the Christmas story. And, uh, and I hope that the record resonates with other people so that the story that I'm sharing will live in the homes and the minds and ears of people all over the world uh, who celebrate uh, our Christ and, um, and his, his coming to, uh, to save us all. Well, what kind of response have you uh, been getting from this song? Yeah, so you know we've we've played it for a lot of people just to really get the feedback, kind of what do you think, what are you hearing, and they they love the song, they really love the song. And going back to what we were talking about, there that's what they're saying. Uh, many, especially some of the Christian radio stations, they're saying they want more of the true uh, meaning of Christmas because they play a lot of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas and all of those things, you know, which are great, you know, but but those Christian radio stations as well, they they exist to tell the story of, of Jesus Christ and what he did for us as, as human beings and that what he continues to do for us every day. I mean, doctor, I can't even wake up in the morning without him waking me up. I got the alarm clock set. But that thing could ring. It, a lot of people who are dead are laying next to alarm clocks that are ringing. That doesn't wake you up. And so, 
you know, I, I can't even raise my arm unless he gives me strength to raise my arm or form the words that coming out of my mouth, you know, or to feel love and compassion for my brother, you and, and those around me. Uh, there's nothing that I have or can do, nothing, unless he gives that power of life. Amen. And so uh, and it's funny you bring that up because just this morning I pulled up Psalms 34. Right then and there it says, May praise continually be in my mouth. My mouth. You know, and yeah. we and the great and, and I like the fact that these radio stations want the true meaning of Christmas yes. in the songs. Yeah, we know all of the classics. The cla classics are great. But yes. you know, we need songs like Mary's Very First Christmas. We all know, Mary, did you know? Come and, on now. You know, you know we, we need those songs to, to yeah. minister to us and really get him back into our hearts, especially during, during the holiday season. But for you, what was it like uh, during Christmas time growing up in Houston, Texas? As a kid. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a as a as a kid, we you know we would go to my aunt's house or we would go to my grandmother's house, and I was raised actually. I had the benefit when I was very young to be around my grandmother and my great grandmother, you know. And so I just remember, you know, everybody sleeping on the floor or sleeping, just chaos in terms of where you slept, right? And so somebody's foot would be in your head or you know and you know, and then uh, I was always the guy who always believed in Santa and they would say Santa would come at night and leave the cookies and all that. And so I, I couldn't sleep. So I was kind of the last person going to sleep. My eyes would always be trying to catch Santa. But I just remember all the laughter. But more importantly, I remember my my grandparents and my great grandparents. And I remember the imagery of people and how we just Obviously, we were excited about Christmas, but it was more about people hugging each other, kissing each other, and and my grandmother and my mom and my aunts would, would often talk about, you know, the true meaning of Christmas, and they would all often say, don't forget this now, I'm giving you this now, or you didn't get this this year, but don't worry about it, we didn't have enough, but you have Christ, and, you know, so they were often watering that seed. And so that's what I remember. And so as I got older and had family and kids, you know, we tried to to also continue that tradition of really keeping people sober about gifts versus the giver. You know, we have these gifts, but really don't forget the one who gives the gift. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. I think, you know, and and I think in this day and age, hopefully more people will understand that family is important during the holidays, uh, yes. keeping Christ in the home, um, yeah. the fullness of joy, and, and not just focus on what you get or what you don't get. Yes. You know, because a lot of homes, you know, there may be a spirit of lack there, but yeah. there's a fullness of love. Yeah, man. You know, so that's a song, Carl. You need to write that down. <laughs> you might need to write that together now. Wait a minute. You, you didn't yeah, I'll take, a, I'll take a song credit for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love it. And so, you know, when I, when I look at families, you know, all around the country or people I talk with, I'm seeing more people uh, 
sober about life. And maybe it was because of COVID, maybe it's because of the transitions that we've gone through as a country, what we don't have, the things that are happening around the world, you know, and you think about people in Ukraine who, who uh, those are believers in, and they don't get to have the toys and they don't get to have that, you know, and they've got to find a way to, to stay sober about uh, the future, who they are. And so even, uh, you know, their Christmas is, is different, you know, than America or, you know, in South Africa. And so all these different interpretations of Christmas, but at the end of the day, it's still about Christ. Amen. It's still about him uh, bringing you life in the midst of whatever you're going through, you know, redeeming you if you feel like you can't be redeemed, changing you if you feel like you can't be changed, restoring you, you know, healing your body. And, you know, the, the Bible talks about grace and it says grace is, uh, his grace is sufficient. And so believing that in the midst of what you don't see in the turmoil. So uh, even if you get gifts and it looks great, you know, those gifts are going to fade and life happens to us all. So how do you how do you tap into the gift uh, of Mary's very first Christmas that she gave us so that he can sustain you not only today, but tomorrow and forevermore. Amen. Because it's focusing on the eternal. Yes, sir. You know, and and I think a lot of people don't realize that the treasure we have on heaven, I mean, on earth is is worthless. You can't take it with you, but we Amen. can store that treasure up in heaven. And to think about, about Christmas, that God brings his only son into the world in the most, well, in the most, back then, just the most common of ways. Yeah. In a manger, yeah. in a barn, of all things. And still the greatest gift one can ever receive. And here, what? even during the holiday season, think about it. I mean, Christ came into the world, of course, through Mary. Of course, God planted that seed in her. But for everyone listening and watching, you have an opportunity. You've got a second chance. You've got a third chance. You've got a fourth chance. Christ is there every single day, not just on Christmas, but, you know, he was, he is still the greatest gift to mankind. Nothing can ever outdo that. And, and yeah, absolutely. And I say to those who may listen to this, it may be a, maybe a, a hundred thousand, maybe 10,000, maybe a million people. Regardless, if you listen to this uh, discussion and the song, you know, my hope is that you will tap into accept that that gift into your life because it is it is uh, it is uh, life changing. And um, and, you know, we build kingdoms here. You know, we've got, you know, our own little kingdoms, you know, states that we build and and all these things, uh, 401ks, all this money we we try and build it. He allows us to have fun and he gives us the desires of our heart. But at the end of the day, we, we don't take any of those things with us when we close our eyes. And so we leave it all behind. And, and so it becomes um, more important that you not only think about this side, but you got to have a dual strategy. You got to think about the other side as well. That's so, it. So, That's yeah. it. Let's and have a dual, dual strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need one. And ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you need to listen and check out Carl Ray's Mary's Very First Christmas. 
his first Christmas single. And I'm going to expect, Carl, that next year, a full-length Christmas yeah. album. You've, brother, yeah, you've got coming. the voice, you know, it's I coming. mean. Yes, sir, it's, <laughs> it's coming. Now, this song was written by uh, Wood Newton and Wood uh, Daniel Johnson and Mike Laudermill. And Wood kind of wrote um, some great hits like 20 years ago for Kenny Rogers and uh, Riding with Private Malone and Bobby Sue for the Oak Ridge Boys. And then Mike Laudermill, his dad uh, is, um, uh, is uh, a lot of milk, and he wrote uh, Tobacco Road, an old song called Tobacco Road, and he's always a big songwriter. And then Daniel Johnson, and Daniel and I produced this, but we're, we're really excited and, uh, to have it come out and released on Sukunachi Records as well, so we're excited. Oh, fantastic. So again, ladies and gentlemen, check out Carl Ray's Mary's Very First Christmas. And Carl, where can everybody get this song and, and add it to their holiday playlist? Yeah, so great question. Thank you so much. So anywhere where music is sold online, you can go and Google it and you can find it. So whether that's uh, uh, Apple, iTunes, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Amazon, you just Google it um, and you'll find it and make it part of your Christmas playlist for the future. We will we, we love your support. Hey, there you go. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen what do I always say? You buy the music, okay? Yeah. You do that. Yeah. It's yeah. a gift that keeps on giving, especially to everyone in the music industry who, who has worked so hard and basically who has been many people. And Carl, you know this. So many people yeah. were put on, their careers put on hold for two years and even today, are you shocked by from this year alone the the tours that are out there and they're every one of them sold out? Yeah, because people were really craving, right? And and so we were just talking about this on another television show that I did last week in terms of, you know, it's one thing that the musicians, a lot of my friends weren't working, right? But then you also have those who provide meals at the stadiums. The stadiums weren't, were closed. The people who uh, provide janitorial services, the limousine drivers, uh, the radio promoters. I mean, it's, it's the hotels that don't get that revenue and the restaurants that are not impacted by visitors who's come to a city. So it is systemic. And so, um, you know, we, we're excited about just the mere fact that we can breathe a little easier and, uh, you know, still with some caution in some places, but, you know, I'm excited about it. And, you know, some people lost their homes, Doc. Some people lost their, their life. You know, they lost a lot, you know, uh, because that's, that's, that was the way they earned their, their bread and butter, so to speak, you know. But just think if we didn't have a world uh, where music existed, if there was no music, you know, if the movies didn't play music, if when you get in your car, you couldn't play music. If you got married and there was no music, if you know, uh, so music is a part of our lives, and I'm just excited and so humble to be part of the fabric of music. And I, you know, regard and I try to stay sober with about this music thing. So whether or not I have a hit record, or whether or not I'm doing this or doing that, I just say, God, you have the ability to open up all doors for me. Uh, you have the ability to, to, to provide everything I need and bring it to my doorstep. So if you want me to have something, bring it on. And if you, say, if you say no, then I keep trucking. 
Hey, there you go. Now, I know that you are also here to promote. uh, You have an amazing radio playlist, Black Country Music Radio Playlist, or I should say Carl Ray's Black Country Music Radio Playlist. And there's this massive movement. I don't even want to call it a resurgence because it's not really a resurgence. It is now a new movement in country music with so many talented black artists and they've always been there, but now they're in the limelight. Is that what's part of this playlist you've created? Yeah. So years ago when I started country music, I joined an organization called the Black Country Music Association. And it was started by Dr. Cleve Francis, who at that time was on Garth Brooks's label. And um, he had, he had done a lot of work in Nashville um, and it just didn't, he just couldn't get radio to play his music at that time. Um, and there were some other things he couldn't get on certain tours. So he was out there by himself with the help of his record company, but he came to a point where he said, you know, basically I'm going to go back to Virginia and, um, return back to medicine, you know, which is what he did. But while he was in Nashville, he wrote, you know, a mission statement and built this organization called the Black Country Music Association and then handed it over to a lady named uh, Frankie Staten. And so I met Frankie and she brought in all these artists into Nashville and we began doing showcases in Nashville and she started connecting us with BMI and ASCAP and, and writers in the community and publishers to teach us about, you know, what makes a great country song, et cetera, et cetera. So I met a lot of these these black artists back then, and some of them were serious and some of them were not. You know, a lot of them didn't have uh, any financial support. Uh, they had great talent, but they didn't. So there was always something um, which impacts all artists, right? But um, And so out of that, uh, we, ga- we gained a lot of notoriety. We did a lot of media, uh, fanfare. It was called fa- uh, fanfare then, but now it's called the CMA Fest. But when we started going, it was called Fanfare, and it was started. Fanfare was started by these three sisters, who uh, don't get the credit anymore. Uh, they kind of pushed those ladies aside, and now it's the CMA Fest. But they've taken it to another level. But throughout the years, we've sent uh, myself and others have spent a lot of money making records, standing before uh, the camera uh, in media on radio just talking about the needs of more blacks and uh, be, uh, be more into country music. And, uh, and it's never been really uh, the people in mainstream country in terms of the, the, the writers and the engineers and, and those guys. It's always been uh, a barrier with the record companies because they always felt like, you know, it costs a lot of money to break these artists, let alone to break an, an artist uh, who's, who's black. And so, one of my, my friends, his name is Trini Triggs, who, in my opinion, is one of the greatest singers uh, that I've ever heard. I love this guy. And I met him. He was on Curb Records. And uh, Mike Curb tried to, to, to make it work. And he'll be the first to tell you that he did everything he could, but it wasn't happening for Trini. So Trini's on this playlist. And uh, he and I have been actually talking about doing a, a duet, uh, you know, almost like a Brooks and Dunn, if you will. Uh, you know, uh, but that more, more on that, but you have all these artists uh, who are out there who are collectively not doing something together. They do individual things and it's always about the music. 
So it's yeah. not about the fame. It's not about, but it's always about the music. So I created this playlist uh, in hope to, um, to continue to push it out in the community, uh, in the schools as a treasure chest for Black History Month to understand who these artists are, you know, uh, what they sound like and to be a hub for that. Um, and we have some other folks who are helping in that, in that uh, marketing of this site. You've got uh, Reese Palmer who has a, a show on uh, Apple uh, and it's uh, Color Me Country. Uh, and she does a phenomenal job at really exposing uh, not only African-Americans, but uh, artists of, of color, uh, especially women. And, uh, and she's a big advocate of women in country. So, and then you've got the Black Opry, who, who has done a phenomenal job at taking some of these young people and getting them booked all around the country. And they're, they're working a lot. But in the midst of all that, it goes back to my point, it's all about the music. Where can you go to hear the music? And so now you can go to Carl Ray's Black Country uh, uh, playlist uh, and you can listen to the music, make it your own, share it during uh, barbecues, you know. Uh, uh, and I'm trying to get some of these corporations and if corporations are listening to take it, uh, especially during the month of uh, Black History Month, to make it a part of your playlist where you play it within your restaurants around the, uh, the country. Uh, if you have multiple chains, and there are some big chains out there uh, that I'm trying to get to to uh, to help tell that story, um, and so hopefully, fingers crossed, some of them will come on board, and um, and we'll continue to make this 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 group of of talented singers a part of history. Uh, and, and, and I'm glad you're doing this, Carl, because a lot of people, if if, if you went out to the general public and say, name a black country artist. The mm -hmm. first thing people would say would be Charlie Pride. Charlie Pride. You know, all, it, I get then, that all the time. And if you told somebody, says name five black country artists, they'd go, Charlie Pride. And they'd be sitting there stumped. They may eventually make it to Darius Rucker, and which I appreciate the fact that Darius jumped <laughs> genres. Oh, I do too. And it wasn't easy. No. It wasn't because... Let's face it, there is a stereotype problem for black yes. country artists, but yes. I appreciate, I mean, Darius, I mean, modern day country. Now you got Jimmy <laughs> Allen, you know, Chapel Mickey Hart. Guyton. Mickey Guyton. Oh, yeah, Mickey Guyton, Kane for Brown. heaven's Kane sake. Brown. Yeah. Kane Brown. You know, you got you got all kinds of people, you know, and and they're just, you know, uh, Chapel Hart, they and I, we both shared the same publicist at one time. And, you know, and and, you know, even that you, you have publicists and, you know, there's 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 a publicist in Nashville and their hearts are good as gold. And they are people that don't care about color. They care about talent. And uh, and they work they work with people uh, regardless of color and that's what that's what is needed more of that right where you don't see all of this but you see the music now being being sober about it you know God did make black white green red yellow and so I'm not blind to the fact that my skin color is different than someone else, but when it becomes a distraction for preventing someone to uh, an opportunity. That's that's the challenge, but yeah, with with Darius Rucker, you know, Darius, 
you know, he had fame and hits with Hootie and the Blowfish, so he also had a following. Right, so, that's right, and he came right. out there not wearing a cowboy hat. Neither did, right. and, and Charlie Pride didn't really either, but right. then Neil McCoy. Yeah. I mean, everybody loved Neil, still do love Neil McCoy songs. I, I mean, Neil. you can sing to them, you can dance to them. They're all fun. And, yeah. Yeah. but there has always been this struggle and, and you kind of brought up that it, from the record label, I didn't know if it was from the record label that was causing the struggle or if it was country radio causing it. Well, it's part, it's, it's some of that too. Right. And so, and that's what I, I meant by Trini Triggs in his situation, Mike Kerb saying, Hey, I put the money behind them. Country radio just didn't play them. So it was a, it was a systemic thing not only in uh, in the corporate side of the music business, but on the streets, and you know, and so what has changed for everyone is social media and online, and so it's become it, it has torn down some of the the walls and allowed artists to get straight to their fan base to to get uh, noticed more, et cetera, et cetera. And so back in our day, we didn't have the internet and all that stuff working for us, right? But now. Um, you have more tools to your, your uh, disposal at your disposal, and, and so it's making a difference. And uh, and you see when I watch the CMAs now, I see the the transition of artists coming in, and it's really really cool. You know, uh, I used to work for the Coca Cola Company out of Knoxville, and I was the director of on premise there, and which means wherever beverages are consumed at the location, my team ran that and. So I had access to all of the tickets to all the venues, uh, Dollywood, uh, the Tennessee Theater. And, and this one particular time at the Tennessee Theater, I'm sitting there on the uh, second or third row and I'm watching Willie Nelson. And I'm saying, you know, one of these days, they're gonna be black artists on the same stage. And this was many years ago. And fast forward about six months ago, I'm in Knoxville just working and um, I see Chapel Heart in the uh, Black Opry at the Tennessee Theater. So of course I go, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm, and then I remember kind of what I had prayed for. So uh, the people over the venue, I, I pulled them to the side and I said, hey, man, I tell you, you just don't know, this is a great night, you know? And I told them that story, you know? And, but, it, but it's those stories right, like that that really uh, help you uh, value your gift and what you're doing in the industry. It's not always about the money, you know, but it's about the prayers you, you put up for other people who you want to see reach their full potential because it can't, it can't always be about you. It has to be about someone else as well. So. Well, you know what else? Because you and I are both Texans. Yeah, man. And what's funny is you live, you still living in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I do. And I was born there. So we're, we're, we're brothers from another mother. So, <laughs> but you know, what is, I mean, see, you and I both know here in Texas that for decades, you know, some of the best cowboys were black cowboys. They yeah, knew how yeah. to bull ride. Yeah. Bronco bus. When you went to the rodeo, there was always black cowboys. But what is so odd is that the only country artist at that time was Charlie Pride. 
Yeah, and the other thing, you know, well, oh, Ray Charles would sing Ray, country every now and then. Yeah. Now he's on this playlist too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, but what's interesting is that this playlist and these conversations that you are today, it not only educates the white community, but it educates the black community. Because, you know, so many times I would hear um, people of color say, oh, man, yeah, we love country music. I love country music. I love. But when you listen to the music on the radio, what they're listening to, or even at the black rodeos, right, it's always R&B or whatever. Right. So so when you start sharing that, hey, you've got this great playlist, it becomes like, what? 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 So now they start reconsidering the music they're playing there, mixing it in, uh, uh, and as, just mixing it more as opposed to just having R&B. And I'm okay with R&B, but you are a rodeo, right? And uh, black rodeo. Well, do you think that those rodeos, the reason why they do that is because there's not enough black country music to put on their playlist to play yeah. for those yes. fans? Yeah, a lot of it is because they, they're they not aware. So I think there's a component of that. But then they also know that there's a component of their um, their audience who love, you know, all of the temptations. I love them too, you know. So, so they historically have, have leaned more to one side as opposed to trying to find middle ground. And so what I tell them is not only when you have rodeos, you're, you're trying to entertain, but let's remember, we're also here to educate. So, so, um, so find ways to filter in the education uh, of it all. You know, I just came back from Tampa and I was doing a, a show down there for the school. And um, before I started, they didn't tell them that I was a country singer. I said, well, what type of music do you think I play? So they all, oh, jazz, R&B, you know, uh, this and that, this and that. And I said, no, country, you know. They said, what? Country, <laughs> country, country. I love country, I love country. So, uh, but, you know, all these perceptions we have of one another as well, so. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, well, it's kind of like rap. I mean. E e there you go. There you, go. <laughs> you know, the, the sore thumb that sticks out is going to be Eminem and maybe Vanilla Ice and maybe... And, and maybe post Malone, but but other than that, when it comes to well, country, it was always uh, Charlie until uh, you know until Neil McCoy and a couple of the others. I know there was a couple of others during that uh, '80s '90s that came out, and I cannot even think. I, I see the guy's face in my head, but I can't think of his name. But when well, you listen on the radio, it's a, it's it's awesome country. Yeah, and so even on this playlist, we have a guy named Cowboy Troy. Oh, that that's who, right? I, Cowboy Troy, that's who I was right? trying to think of. Right. So Cowboy Troy, he's not only rapping on the playlist, you know, he and he's toured with Big and Rich, but he's also singing on, he, he, you know, he can sing too. And so most people don't know he sings. And so he's got some great music, uh, traditional Western swing music on it. So we've got everything from bluegrass to traditional country to contemporary country. You know, we've got our share of females on the playlist. You know, again, Bree Carter, who you've been on, who's been on your show, right? Uh, Chapel Hart, Mickey Guyton, Reese Palmer, 
uh, some of the older women singing country music, and then we got Ray Charles, you know, Cowboy Troy, Trinity Tricks, Kane Brown, Carl Ray, Frankie State, and Jimmy Allen. Oh, the list goes on, and <laughs> he's off the chain. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have got to check out Carl Ray's Black Country Music Radio Playlist, and this is available on Spotify, correct? That is correct. That I, is I'm correct. a big Spotify listener. Uh, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make it one of my favorites because let me hey. tell you something. They, these artists are of the highest caliber, of the highest talent. And, you know, when God looks down upon us, God don't look at skin color because all our blood runs the same. It's all red on the inside. But, yes, ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen, I can tell you one thing. Talent flows big, regardless what color you are. But Amen. I've got to hand it to you, Carl, because you have created something that country music as a whole needs and needs to pay attention to. But at the same time, it's strengthening and opening up the eyes within the black community Amen. that there's more than just R&B and soul and rap yes. and jazz. Yes. There's some yes. awesome, yes, it is top quality country yes, music. Sir. And ladies and gentlemen, my friend Carl Ray is on that playlist too. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Thank Man, you so much. I had the greatest, you know, I always have a great time with you, Carl. I love it when you're on the show. My goodness gracious. And like I always tell you, you can come back anytime you want. Oh, man, I love you. And I look forward, you know, we talk about having coffee. I'm going to be coming down soon. Before the years up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a call, and I I, I, I want to do that. I want to make sure I get a chance to hug your neck, brother. Hey, hey, me too, because uh, yeah. we got to go beyond coffee. We're gonna have to do lunch or something. Yeah, man. So yeah, when yeah. you when you come down to Houston, let me know, I and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get together, and we're gonna have even a greater greater time than yes, we are we now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, brother. Thank you so much for your platform and. The best to you and your family and your son. Keep riding, man. I, I will keep riding and many blessings to you and your family. And you keep making the greatest music ever. And again, ladies and gentlemen, two things you got to remember. You got to download and buy and check out Carl Ray's brand new Christmas single, Mary's Very First Christmas. And for all of us, regardless of color, creed, religion, or whatever, you got to download and make it a favorite. Carl Ray's Black Country Music Radio Playlist. I've got it on mine. It's time to get it on yours. And for the rest of you out there, hey, music makes the world go around. And Carl Ray, Carl Ray is one of those guys that do that every Amen. single day. And brother, I love you. And, I love uh, you too, man. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Brother. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back after this.